Uh, boy. Sir? I'm a stranger here in Bethany. Can you tell me the house of Lazarus? Why do you want to know? <laughs> what way is that to answer a man who asks you directions? There's some who are friends of Lazarus and some who are enemies. Well, I'm neither, lad. I've never met him. That's funny. Everybody else says they're his friend, especially his enemies. Well, I'm not his enemy either, but I understand that he can tell me some things about Jesus of Nazareth. What do you want to know about Jesus? <laughs> Why are you going to teach me? I'll tell you something, sir. See this leg of mine? It used to twist all the way around, so my toes pointed all that way, and I could never walk in my life. It looks all right now. Jesus healed it. Do you believe that? Young man, I've seen many such healings, and I do believe. Lazarus lives right there. <laughs> all this and I've been in front of his house all the time. <laughs> it's tricky times, brother. <laughs> brother? I'm as old as your father. You must be a new believer, then. I am. Because all of us who believe are brothers and sisters. God be with you, sir. <laughs> Who's there? Peace be unto you. My name is Joseph. I've come to speak with Lazarus. He's ill, sir. He can't see company. Even a man who wants to be a brother? Come in, Brother Joseph. I told you the truth, Brother Joseph. He's ill, and sometimes he doesn't know us. Don't I know you? We met years ago. My name is Joseph of Arimathea. Your brother and your sister and you came to see me about some matter for the Sanhedrin. I forget now even what it was. You're from the Sanhedrin? Not all of us are the enemies of Jesus. For years now, I've watched as the Pharisees and priests tried and tried and tried to catch Jesus in a trap, trick him, and now plot to destroy him. Again? Not again. Still, they've never stopped. And yet, in all that time, as they've argued about ways to refute Jesus' doctrines or disprove his miracles, I've come to realize that his doctrines are the truest that I've ever heard, and all his miracles are true signs that God has given this man his power. Joseph. Lazarus. Well, it grieves me to see you ill. <coughs> I'll be healthy again in no time. <coughs> My sisters conspire against me to keep me in bed all day so the house doesn't get so dirty and so hard to clean. <laughs> Lazarus. <coughs> Lazarus. I'm all right. I, I, I'm just fine. Joseph, if I could talk long enough, I'd... I tell you all I know of the master. <clears throat> but that would take longer than this day alone. What I can tell you is where he is. Should I go to him then? Would he mind? All day he teaches and heals and purifies. But Joseph, he, it isn't an easy doctrine that he teaches. I know. <clears throat> Especially when he teaches about wealth. Ah, uh, yes. My good friend Nicodemus told me, sell all that you have and give it to the poor. He means it. One of his apostles, Matthew, was rich. <laughs> no, he isn't. <coughs> I want to meet this man who teaches that to be poor is better than to be rich. To argue with him? No. No, Lazarus, you don't understand. I was at prayer but privately, as he teaches, so that none could hear. And while I prayed, I heard the most beautiful song. I stopped speaking to listen, and the song stopped. And when I prayed again, the song returned. And I realized that there was a voice in the music, and over and over again it said, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. God with us. Well, I'm no prophet, but I know when the Lord is telling me something. If Jesus is God with us, and he is, then what do I care for money? 
I want to hear his teachings from his own lips and offer him all that I can to help build the kingdom of God. <laughs> you, you see, Mary, <coughs> the Spirit of God reaches even into the Sanhedrin. I never doubted it, or almost never. Brother Joseph, my brother Lazarus is weak. You can see that. I'll tell you where Jesus is, and you can go to him. But tell him that my brother is ill. Tell him no such thing. <coughs> Lazarus doesn't want to worry him. But go and tell him. Jesus loves Lazarus. And I'm afraid if Jesus doesn't come... I'll tell Wait. him. Wait at the door for a moment. Lazarus, here, drink this. Here, you mustn't let yourself talk too long. You start coughing and coughing. You must take care. You must. What do you mean, lost? He died. What can I do? I can't collect a debt from a corpse. Then collect from his son. How? It was all done with words. Nahum... I don't care how you collect. That money wasn't mine. It was... It was whose? John. Who's he? What are you doing here? I thought you said we'd be alone. I thought we would. Go on. Go on. Don't let me interrupt, Judas. You were saying that the money you gave to this moneylender wasn't yours? Well, it was my father's. Your father had no money, Judas. I tell you, Judas, the money's lost. The only money you've had that you could possibly put out for usury was ours, the common fund. What if it was? Didn't the master say that the righteous stewards put their master's money out for usury and profited from it? And we've made plenty of profit before. How could I help it if one debtor died without repaying? Oh, so you've profited before. I don't remember hearing about such a profit the last time you made an accounting. Where has this profit been going? I'm not accountable to you, John. No, Judas. You're accountable to the master. I'll suggest that we have the accounting soon. I wonder what he'll learn. Give me time to earn back what was lost. Why should I, Judas? I think you've been stealing. I think you've been lending out of our common purse and then keeping the profits yourself. Tell then. Do as you like. Do you think I care? No. No, I suspect you don't. But I care. I don't think you should have the care of the purse any longer. <laughs> Do you hear, Nahum? John wants the purse now. So when you want to deal with someone, it'll be John. I don't want the purse. I don't want any part of it. I just want you revealed for what you are, Judas. And what am I? I'd compare you to an animal. But all of them look like what they are. You, however, you look like a man, which fools almost everyone. Even the master, is that it? No. You can't fool him. Then why hasn't he taken the purse from me? I don't know. If I've been cheating, as you say, John, then the master would know it, wouldn't he? Well, we'll see. Maybe he's just being patient. Or maybe he knows that I'm innocent. We'll see. We'll see. Peace be unto you both. Who was that? A child who spends more time watching others than tending to his own business. You have been keeping the profits yourself, haven't you? Of course not. And if I guess right, you've been keeping all the money, all for yourself. Keep your guesses to yourself. Oh, I will, Judas. I just wondered why you follow this Jesus, who's supposed to know everything and have the power of God and all, when you are living proof that he's a fraud. What do you mean by that? Well, if he's so good and knows so much, why does he keep a man like you around? Get out of here. Glad to, Judas. I lend money and I borrow money and live off the profit of it, Judas. But what belongs to another man I always repay. And I don't like dealing with men who do otherwise. <laughs> repay me then, Nahum, if you're so perfect. When I get the money from the debtor... Then get out of here. I don't want anyone like you anywhere near me. And I'm sure the swine chase all the doves away. Peace be unto you, Judas Iscariot. And unto you a, a plague.
plague of leprosy, Nahum. He'll tell the master, and then master will be angry. The master will make me leave him. The master will send me away. If the master is truly the son of God, why didn't he know already what I've been doing? Are you sure, John? I saw the moneylender myself afterward, Peter. He told me the amounts that Judas has been lending. He hasn't just been keeping the profits for himself. He's been keeping everything except just enough to pay our bare expenses. And only when no one feeds us out of love for the gospel. I've seen it a hundred times before when I was a publican. I'd tell a man how much he owned, and he'd deny it with all his heart. And so I'd have him call his servant, and time after time it would turn out that the servant was cheating him. There's something about handling money that tempts even the strongest spirits. Which Judas isn't, Matthew. Well, John, what are you going to do? I don't know, Peter. Tell the master, I think. <laughs> Why so uncertain? It's plain we have to put a stop to it. I know, Matthew. It's just something that Judas said. If the master knows a man's heart, why doesn't he know what Judas has been doing? <sighs> well, then, are you... Doubting the master after all you've seen? Well, of course not, Peter. I'm not the silly fisherman's boy I used to be. The master knows what's happening, and yet hasn't stopped it. If he isn't upset about it, why should I be? Maybe he's waiting for us to do something. For hours, I was thinking how I couldn't wait to tell the master. I was thinking I couldn't wait until he cast Judas out from among us. And then I thought, what if it were I being cast out as one of the twelve? I couldn't bear it. It would be the worst thing in the world to be kept from the master's side. How can I do that to someone else, even Judas? I don't understand you, John. No one gets as angry as you, and then the next minute you're as soft-hearted as a mother with her baby. I think John's right, though. Perhaps Judas will repent now. Jesus told us to forgive each other 70 times, seven times. We can't fail such a test. Well, then we'll watch him and see if he's still giving our money to the lenders. And if he doesn't repent, then we'll speak to the master. Is that right? I'd feel better about that. Me too. And yet, well, if Judas will betray us over money, how can we trust him about anything else? I don't know. I don't know. Where is Jesus of Nazareth? Go where the shouting's the loudest. That's where he'll be. Don't you know that the Spirit of God will not dwell in an unclean vessel? The body I can heal by the power of God, but the soul can only be healed by the shedding of blood. I'll pay for a sacrifice in the temple during Passover. The temple sacrifices are only figures of the true sacrifice. The temple lambs are only figures of the true lamb. There is another sacrifice that will free the repentant of their sins. And it will also take place at Jerusalem at the time of Passover. But you can't buy your place in that sacrifice for money, friend. How can I be forgiven then? Offer the Lord the sacrifice of a broken heart and a willing spirit. And it will be seen and received. And as for your lame foot, why don't you throw away that walking stick? My foot, it, it's whole. My, my foot is healed. It's nearly night. The master is tired. Go on to your homes. Tomorrow he'll come out again. Be patient. Be calm. It's dark. It's dark and time for supper. Tomorrow. Time enough tomorrow. I see that I've come too late to speak to the master. Sir? Yes, he's going in. And I can't blame him. But will you tell him this message from Lazarus? From Lazarus? Well, from his sister Mary, actually. Come with me, sir. What's your name? Joseph. I'm from Arimathea. And I'm Matthew. Whoever brings word from Lazarus is always welcome with the master. Are you hungry? Will you eat with us? You're too kind. 
I have provisions with my servants, however, so you needn't be troubled. You're an educated man. Am I? From your speech. The only education I care about is what I'll hear from the master's lips. And what's the news from Lazarus? He's dying, I think. What? Come quickly. To the house where the master is staying. Come quickly. What was it last night? Pottage, pottage is pottage, but is it hot? Hot enough to burn your tongue, so eat hearty, Simon. Eat hearty. They've already broken bread. I shouldn't disturb the master among his friends. Just give him my message and I'll come again tomorrow. No, he'll want to ask you about Lazarus. Then at least wait until the meal is over. While you eat, my sons, let me tell you a story. You see that Matthew has brought a man to eat with us. A rich man, I think. One who speaks and even the wise listen. Perhaps our guest can tell me if my story is true or not. Once there was a very rich man with a great house, and he found that his steward had been unrighteous and was taking some of his money and treating it as if it were his own. You see, Peter, he knows. Just listen. And the Lord called his servant to him. Isaiah, a friend of mine came to me today told me that he had heard from the moneylenders that you've been taking my money and placing it with them for profit. But you've lost the money. I think it's time you brought me all the records and gave me an account of your stewardship. And if there's anything amiss, Isaiah, I think you can understand that you won't be my steward anymore. Yes, my lord. Bring your records to me this afternoon. Yes, my lord. So the steward thought within himself, What can I do? I'm going to lose my position here. I'm too old and weak to earn my living as a laborer, and I can't beg. That would be too humiliating. I have to find work with another man, and here all these years I've been serving their competitor. Why should they hire me? I have no friends. I have no friends this morning. Perhaps by afternoon I can have some friends to make sure my position is secure. So he went to the men who owed money to his lord. What do you owe my master? A hundred measures of oil, as you well know. I think you made a mistake. I think that my records show that you owe only 50 measures. Perhaps you'll want to change your bill so that you can pay no more than you owe. 50? Yes. Yes, I'll be glad to correct my bill. Yes, Uzziah. Thank you for correcting the, uh, error. Why, um... I owe your master a hundred measures of wheat. No, no, I don't think so. My records show that you owe only eighty. Eighty? Yes. My master is taking an accounting today, and I wouldn't want him to think you owed him more than is proper. Yes, yes. I won't forget this, Isaiah. So this is your accounting? It is. I'll have to dismiss you, Isaiah. As you wish, Lord. But I'm not worried about you, Isaiah. Honest you are not, but clever you are. I have no doubt that in all your figuring, you've figured out a way to have a place to go when you leave here. Lord, you judge me wrongly. I'll wager you won't be a single day without employment. But I don't mind, Isaiah. The world is a harsh place. And a wise man does whatever he has to do to make sure he has some comfort before he dies. Go on. You served me badly. No doubt you'll cheat your next master too. And no doubt when all is done, you'll be richer than any of us and we'll nod our heads to you in the synagogue. Money's what matters in the world. And if you don't go after money, it's not going to chase after you. Who understands this story? Who can explain it? Well, I don't know. Judas, can you? No, Master. I, I... I don't think so. But I think you understand it anyway. John? Peter? 
Oh. None of you? Then you, the rich man who came to us tonight, what do you make of this story? Well, it's a true enough story. I've known of more than one steward who thought just that way. But when the man says that money is all that matters, he's forgetting the resurrection. But friend, aren't you a Sadducee yourself? I am. I thought Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. Sadducees believe that there's nothing in Torah that requires a man to believe in a resurrection. But it isn't Torah that I'm following. What are you following, then? The teachings of Jesus of Nazareth. There is a resurrection. And in the next life, man will be judged for his acts here in this world. Whether he obeyed the law of God, whether he was kind and honest to his fellow men. The wicked men of the world will look out for tomorrow, but the righteous men will look out for the day after tomorrow. What good is enough money to make you comfortable in the last ten years of your life if you end up guilty and miserable through all eternity after that? Did it take a rich man to explain the parable to my apostles? Sometimes I think that the children of the world are wiser than you who want to be the children of God. For the children of the world look out for their future, and you don't. Are you saying we should make friends with wicked people so they can help us when we're in need? I'm saying that the father watches you as a rich man watches his servant to see how you tend what he has given you to care for. If you're faithful in taking care of something small, then you'll be given something greater to take care of. But if you can't be trusted with a small responsibility, even that responsibility will be taken from you. Say what you like. I was doing what I thought was right. Judas. It isn't true. None of what John told you is true. I don't have to stay here and be lied about. Peace unto you all. But Judas, but Judas I didn't tell. Enough. Didn't... Let be. There's more than one thing to be learned from the same story. Remember this. If you haven't been faithful in taking care of something that belongs to someone else... Who will give you anything of your own to care for? You can't serve two masters. Either you'll hate one and love the other, or you will hold to the first and despise the second. You mean a man can't believe in you and John the Baptist? John the Baptist and I follow the same God. And whoever truly followed him also followed me. No, I... I mean that you can't serve both God and mammon. You can't both love the Lord and love money. Am I then beyond redemption? But, Joseph, do you love money? I know that to follow you I must sell all that I have and give it to the poor. And yet, I've come to ask you if a godly man can't choose another way. And what way is that? My lands are very large, and many hundreds of men work on them. The labor of my fields feeds a thousand souls... I'm a good and merciful master and pay every man his exact due. If I sold it, they would be paid less and treated worse. But that isn't why I want to keep my lands. Why then? Well, because of my wealth and my family and my learning, I have a place in the ruling councils of our people. If I sold all, they would think me mad, and then I would lose any hope of being able to influence men of power to be kind to your followers... But that isn't why I want to keep my lands. Oh, we could stay all night listening to these things that aren't reasons. Tell us what is your reason. Every four years, my lands earn for me as much as the price they would bring me if I sold them. In 20 years, I make five times the price of the land. If I sold the land today and gave all to the poor, then soon enough the poor would be hungry again. And where would they turn? But if I keep the land and instead give all my income to the poor, beyond what my family needs to live, then in 20 years I could have fed the same number of mouths five times, or five times the number of souls once. When the poor were hungry again, they would still have someone to help them. You argue well, Joseph, Sadducee. Tell me, my children, what do you think? Well, I think that if one man is told to sell all that he has... Every man should do it. I sold all. How is that different from the Pharisees? Well, they say if it's good for one man not to thresh corn on the Sabbath, it's good for all men. And yet didn't the Master say the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath? And you, John, what do you say? I say that 
it's good to sacrifice and to prove to the Lord and to everyone that you love the kingdom of God so much that you'd give up all your wealth for the sake of it. But... But... Doesn't God know the desires of our hearts? If in his heart a man would truly give all, then what harm can it do if then he keeps it and uses it for the good of the poor? So many more people could be helped. Well, then a man will start to say, my family needs to travel to Antioch this year, and my son needs to study in Athens. My daughter needs a beautiful gown, and one for every day of the week. My wife needs to give feast for her friends every month. Suddenly there isn't anything left for the poor, after the family has everything they need. Such a man would be condemned before God. Joseph of Arimathea, tell me why you came. To be baptized and to ask if I could keep my lands to benefit the poor who follow you. Don't you know that I've said that a rich man can get into heaven as easily as a camel can fit through the eye of a needle? And didn't you say afterward that anything is possible for God? <laughs> and so you came. And I welcome you, Joseph of Arimathea. Sadducee, rich man... God requires of every man whatever that man has to give up in order to cleanse himself to receive the Spirit of God. Some are required to give up all because it hurts them so badly to do it. But you, Joseph of Arimathea, if you gave up all your wealth, the only thing you'd regret is that you didn't have any more to give away. <laughs> Master, Joseph brings news of Lazarus. Lazarus? He's very ill. Uh, Mary asks you to come to him, to heal him. I'll come. Tonight? Uh, perhaps tomorrow. Master, unless I'm mistaken, he's very near to death. His sickness will not kill him. His sickness will glorify God. We'll stay here and teach here for a few more days. What do you want? I am an apostle of Jesus. I want nothing with apostles for Jesus. But you have something to do with Jesus, don't you? As little as possible. I'm a Pharisee. They say that you want to find Jesus at a time when he's alone, without the huge crowds that are always around him. Why would I want to do such a thing as that? Why you want it isn't my affair. Soon enough I won't be with him anymore, so you'll have to act quickly. And you'll have to meet my price. Price? For what? For Jesus. Alone and unprotected. I'll lead you to him. What's your name? That doesn't matter now. I'll meet you two nights from now, right here, if we don't go somewhere. Two nights from now? And then we'll make an agreement, or I'll go my way. How do we know you are one of his disciples? Because I'll deliver him into your hands. Peace be to you. It may be true, and it may not, Caiaphas, but it's worth finding out. It may be a trap, Eliab, to discredit us with the people, but then we can say that we were leading him on in order to unmask a murder. Yes. Yes, Caiaphas. I can see that it was no accident that you were high priest this year, at the time of our worst trouble with this Jesus. God is guiding the destiny of Israel. I have no doubt of it, Eliab. Go back to this apostle and offer him ten pieces of silver. Ten? This is worth ten times that. And if he bargains, you can go as high as a hundred pieces. But I think we'll have this Galilean rabbi at a cheaper price than a hundred, don't you? <laughs> this man seems hungry. For silver, I think. We shall see. We shall see what happens. And in the meantime, we have other plans other plans.
Judas. What? Weren't you inside the house all night? I was walking, Suzanne. You look tired. Didn't you sleep last night? Of course I did. Can't you women mind your own business? Women? Where are the others? I'm alone here. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. What, did a goat take a bite out of his leg this morning? Well, we, we talked too late last night, Joseph. Oh, you mean you talked, Peter. Well, it, it was Joseph's fault then. If I did, he listened. That's well, a fatal mistake to listen to Peter. He thinks then that he's making fascinating conversation. Oh, Judas, you're back. And you're still here, Joseph. Yeah, would you like your place? I'm getting up. My place? My place isn't a spot on the floor. My place is wherever I am. Well said. How kind of a rich man to compliment the words of the poor. Kindly done, sir. I didn't mean to give offense. Oh, Judas takes offense whether you give it or not. Master, are you awake? Yes, John. Will we go today to see Lazarus? Not today. Why not? Because I have my work, John, and you have your work and others have their work. And right now all that work is right here, before we return to Judea. Oh, is there any bread? I could eat a whole loaf. Oh, watch him, someone, or Andrew will see to it that there isn't a bite of bread in the house for dinner. <laughs> now, Suzanne, you must have Stay away from that pot, Andrew. I, it's I nothing but boiling water I right now. You scald yourself. Where's the bread? Out! Out! Oh, <laughs> I'm hungry. I think Judas believes we told the master. Well, then let's tell him that we didn't. If he'll listen. Come on, he's probably feeling glum because he knows he let the master down. He could use some cheering up. Cheering up? I should think so. I see. Still haven't forgiven him. Oh, I've forgiven him all right, but I haven't forgotten. Well, then you haven't forgiven. Come on, John, don't be a child about it. Judas is one of us. Or have you forgotten Yes, but do I have to like it? <laughs> do you have to follow me? Judas. Judas, we came to tell that you... That I'm one of you, but you don't have to like it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I know. You were just saying it to make me feel good. Oh, Judas, we just wanted to tell you that John didn't say anything about you and the moneylenders. Oh. Then how do you know about them? He told me, but he didn't tell the master. Does it matter? Someone told... And told it as black as they could. You'd never like me much. And so for the first little thing, you use it as an excuse to get the master to make me leave. Has the master told you to go away? <laughs> yes, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Well, he hasn't yet. And I'm not leaving this place until then. Well, then you'll have a long spring and summer here. We should be leaving here today, tomorrow anyway. Leaving? Lazarus is sick in Bethany. The master's going to go to him. Hang Lazarus. We can't leave. Why not? Nothing. Never mind. Well, what is it? Another financial arrangement to me? No. John, you help nothing by talking that way. That's right, Peter. Peter the peacemaker. Lord Peter, who thinks whenever the master isn't around that he's the master. Well, you're not my master. You can be sure of that. I never said I was. Why don't you just go back into the house? All right, we will. It never goes well when you try to deal kindly with Judas. Well, it didn't help that he heard us mocking him. Why the Lord gave me a tongue, I'll never know. You there. Aren't you disciples of the rabbi Jesus? I am. Won't you ask him to come out and speak to us? The day's barely come, sir. But I've come a long way to hear him talk. I didn't know he slept late in the morning. He doesn't sleep late. But of course he does. This isn't the Sabbath. I thought the Sabbath was the only day he rose early to work. <laughs> Pharisees. Uh, the master will come when he comes. Look, the young man is a prophet. He said the master would come when he came, and look, he has come just as the young man said. He came at the same time. <laughs> If only I were as wise as you to find reason to laugh in so many things. We came to learn from you, Master. 
Soon enough you'll learn, but not today. What? You teach the rabble of the streets and you won't teach us? What do you want to know? We hear that last night you spoke of wealth and how no man can serve God and get rich. Tell me then, if being rich is so awful, why did God reward Solomon by making him rich? Did he? Every schoolboy knows that. I thought the Lord made Solomon rich so he could build the temple. Then what about Father Abraham? He was rich. Let me tell you a story, friend, about Father Abraham and a rich man and a beggar named Lazarus. Your stories are famous. Which of them have you heard? Well, none of them. Actually, Rabbi Jesus, we just heard that you tell a lot of stories. I have also heard of the righteousness of the Pharisees, but I have seen none of it. You at least will hear a story. There was a certain rich man who wore purple and fine linen and ate like an emperor every day. Oh, Kenneth, you're such a wonderful man. <laughs> there was another man in the city named Lazarus. He'd been crippled in an accident years before, and now he was so sick that he couldn't do any kind of work. Couldn't even move. But some other poor men carried him to the gate of the rich man's house. Put him here. Surely Ken and I must see Lazarus here and feed him. It's more than we can do. Here, what are you doing? Get away from here. Look at this. What am I supposed to do with this? My, uh, my friends brought me here in, in hope that your lord Kenaniah might spare me the crumbs of his table. And so they left you here covered with sores to make the gate more beautiful? Please. I'm sick. I haven't eaten in days. Since when is that my concern? Or my master's? Is it my fault your mother bore you? Is it Kenaniah's fault you're crippled? Did we come and curse you to make you sick? Did we? No. So, why have you come to plague us? I beg you, ask your master, for the sake of God. Ask the master. Such an idea. If you were crippled, wouldn't you want someone to ask for you? What difference does it make? He'll just say no. But you'll ask. I'll ask. <laughs> and the chariot I made a wager on. Of course, that was the one that lost its wheel the first time round the course. <laughs> what is it? There's a beggar outside the gate. Oh, get rid of him. The beggar's the scum of the earth. He's very sick. They're all sick. He's covered with terrible sores. They paint them on. He only asks for the crumbs from the table. Today, the crumbs from the table. Tomorrow, they'll want to sit at the table themselves. If they want food, why don't they work? I work. My life is a life of constant labor. I think he's dying. All the world is dying. You're dying. I'm dying. So what? Today is all we have. So I shall live as best I can. Let these lazy beggars go hang themselves for all I care. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, thank heaven there's a gate between the beggars and me or we'd never get rid of them. <laughs> now in our story, let's say that the beggar Lazarus died. And let's say that he was taken to heaven. And what do you Pharisees teach? That we go to dwell with Abraham and he embraces us? Let's say then that Lazarus went to Father Abraham. And Abraham embraced him. Ah, oh, my son. My son. Never was there a more righteous man than you. And it happened that the rich man died not long after. And what is it that happens to the wicked who break the law? How can we know what happens after death, Rabbi? Then let us say that God saw the sins of the rich man and sent him off to be punished. And let's say that the punishment is as terrible as if he had to live in flames forever. Yes, let's say the rich man went to the fires of hell. And as he suffered there, 
he lifted up his eyes to heaven and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus in his embrace. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to help me just to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. The pain of the fire is terrible. Kenaniah, my son, remember that in your life you were merry all the time and had whatever you wanted while, while Lazarus lay outside your gate, perishing for want of food. All I want is a few drops of water. And all Lazarus wanted was a few crumbs of food. Now, Lazarus has the joy of the love of God and the honor of all good men forever. And it's you who is dying for lack of a drop of it. Then, let me come there and get the water for myself. Oh, how? Your sins have made a deep chasm between us, and it can't be climbed. It can't be jumped, not by a sinful man like you. Oh, Abraham, if only I had known what I'd suffer, I would have given food to Lazarus. But then you would have been giving it to him for your own sake, and not out of love for him. At least... Let me go back and warn my five brothers so they can be saved from this. What? Don't, don't they have Moses and the prophets, everything they wrote? Let your brothers listen to them and be saved. Don't you see? If someone came back from the dead and warned them, then they'd repent. If... If they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, what makes you think they'll be persuaded by someone who rises from the dead? What does this story mean? Mean? I think the meaning was plain enough to those who really want to learn. What do you mean? That no one can cross the chasm between Abraham and the sinners? I didn't say that. I said that no man who had sinned could cross that gulf. What man is there who never sinned? Why, the one who will cross the gap and bring to Abraham all those sinners who repent. The man might as well be Greek. Hear how he plays games with us. No sinner can cross the chasm. Who is there? Who hasn't sinned? Why? Whoever can cross the gap, of course. <laughs> Listen to him. Oh, Mary, when will Jesus come? He's probably nearly here, Martha. Joseph of Arimathea should have reached him yesterday. And surely he would have left this morning. Live, Lazarus. Live until the master can come and heal you. Who is it coming to unlock the prison door? Who, who is it who rolls the stone from in front of the cave? Listen to him babbling. Hurry, master. Your servant, Lazarus, hasn't time to wait. Well, welcome back, Judas. Huh. Where's the master? Praying. He took the Sadducee with him. Joseph? The rich man? Yes. Why are we still here? Where should we be, John? With Lazarus, Andrew. The master loves Lazarus, and he's dying. And still we're waiting here. 
This is the second day already we've waited here, and he says that we still have to wait until tomorrow. Of course. He isn't going back at all. What do you mean, Thomas? Do you think the master's a fool? The last time he was that near to Jerusalem, they tried to stone him right in the temple. If they do that then, his life isn't worth ram's milk now if he goes back. You think the master's afraid of them? I am. So am I. And so am I. But the master isn't. You've seen him walk through crowds of people who wanted to kill him, and suddenly they fall silent, or suddenly they can't see him anywhere, even though he's in plain sight. Who could hurt him? No one can hurt him. Well, for once I agree with Judas. Jesus is as safe in Jerusalem as he is here in this very room among us. Then why aren't we going to Bethany? What are we waiting for? Well, I don't know. Tomorrow won't be any fit weather to travel. You just came back, Judas. Where are you going? Who set you to watch over me? There's a man I'm teaching who wants to be baptized. Let me come with you, Judas. No. I mean... No, he's a troublesome man, and I'm taking care of things. But if there were someone else there, it might be harder. Do you understand, Thomas? Well enough. Be off about your business, then. On a night like this, I'd just as well stay home. What a foul night. Do you think he'll come? Get better. Are you sure you'll know him? I saw all the apostles today. All twelve of them. I'll know if he's really an apostle or not. Shh. There he comes. So you came. So you came. Who's the other one? A friend of mine. Don't be suspicious. How can I pay you if I don't have someone to witness that I'm giving you the money? <laughs> so you Pharisees don't even trust each other. While you apostles trust each other perfectly? Why, they probably even trust you, Judas. How did you know my name? <laughs> I'm not Judas. How did you think you could fool us, Judas? Who isn't Judas? It doesn't matter, Judas. We won't betray you. Tell me, what's your price? I need 20 pieces of silver. 20? You heard him. Did I say 20? I meant, I meant 30. Yes. 30 pieces of silver. You'll have them within an hour after Jesus is in our hands. Is your master coming to Jerusalem for Passover? He always does. But is he this time? How should I know? He never tells us. He just goes. It's amazing he stayed here so long. Oh? Where should he have been? Never mind. Come now. Don't you plan to confide in us? At Passover. I'll deliver him to you at Passover. All right, Judas. Now you'd better run on back before they start wondering where you've been and who you were talking to. There are some of you who have been speaking ill of others. Uh, no, I don't want you to tell about it. Why repeat such things? It's enough that I say to you, if your brother harms you, then tell him what harm he's done, and if he repents of it, forgive him, even if he does it again the same day, and seven times that day. Whenever he turns to you and says, forgive me, I repent, then you must forgive him. Even when we know he's lying? What window do you have into a man's heart? If he says he repents, then your duty is to forgive him. Let God, who sees into the hearts of men, let the Lord of heaven and earth judge the hearts of men. To you it is given to forgive everyone. We did well today, Master. We taught all day, baptized many people in spite of the wind and the coldness of the water. Yes. Well, aren't you going to say that we did well? 
If a man take his ox into the field and has to beat it with a stick every step when the plowing is done, will the man thank the ox? No. The ox did only what it was commanded to do. Why should I thank you or praise you for only doing what I ask you to do? If you want thanks, do better than I ask. Do more than I ask. Do instead what your secret desire for goodness bids you to do. And then I'll thank you and praise you, because you'll be worthy of praise. Judas, why were you out in the storm? It doesn't matter. So, have you finished your business, Judas? Business? Have you done all you needed to do here? I suppose so. Except I'd like to stay and teach more. You can stay if you like. No. No, Master. I'd rather be with you. You see, Master... He's lying. Judas is lying. He's always lying. No, he isn't. And this... Look at him. Look. He's concealing something. We can't go back to Judea. We can't. All of you. Tomorrow we need to get up early. I'm going to Bethany to Lazarus. You can't go back. They mean to kill you there, Master. I can. And I will, Thomas. You can do what you like. I want to leave now, so we can hurry. Aren't there 12 hours of daylight tomorrow? If a man walks in the daytime, he won't stumble. Because the sun lights his way. But at night, when the sun is gone, a man can stumble. After all, a man doesn't carry a light inside himself, does he? Oh, but Thomas is right. It's dangerous. They know that Lazarus is your friend. They know he's dying. They'll be waiting for you. Our friend Lazarus is sleeping. I'll go to waken him from his sleep. He's sleeping? You can see that even now? Well, I'm glad for him. He needs the rest if he's going to get better. You don't understand, Joseph. Lazarus is dead. Lazarus is dead? Tomorrow we're going back. But, Master, why if he's already dead? I'm glad for your sakes that I wasn't there. You need the strengthening for your faith. If the master's going, then I'll go too. To die with him. Oh, Thomas, would you die with me? I tell you, the cup that I'll drink is too bitter for you. For any of you. Go to sleep. We leave early in the morning. Caiaphas, he says that he'll deliver him up to us at Passover. I'll believe it when Jesus is in our hands. Probably one of the scoundrels he keeps around him, trying to make a little profit on the side. What other plans are there right now? One of the best is hopeless now. We were so sure he'd come when he heard his friend Lazarus was dying. But now Lazarus is dead, and he hasn't come. Dead and in the ground two days already. And our informants tell us that he's still wandering slowly through the countryside. Maybe he's still coming. He won't come here. Not until Passover. I can hardly believe he's gone, Martha. Mm. I keep expecting to turn around and see him. Right there, just leaning against the wall and laughing at us for believing such a trick as that. <laughs> How can you laugh? Mary! Martha! The house is in mourning. Our friends have come from Jerusalem to weep with us. Jesus is coming. They've seen him on the road north of here. Four days too late. I haven't the heart to go and meet him on the road. I have. Of all the thousands he's healed in Israel. And this one who loved him better than any... This one he couldn't heal. Don't speak ill of the master. Perhaps he was farther away than we thought. Look, isn't that Martha? Jesus, Lord, if you'd only come sooner, my brother wouldn't be dead. Martha, don't rebuke me. Your brother will rise again. I know all about the resurrection. 
I know all about how we'll all arise together on the last day. But what about now? We've lost our brother. Where's our comfort now? I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he's dead, whoever believes in me will live. Whoever believes in me and lives for my gospel will never die. Do you believe it? Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who was prophesied. Then go. Call your sister. Tell her to make ready to go to the tomb. Oh, what a great man your brother Lazarus was. Surely of all the sons of Abraham, there was none so... Mary? Where are you going? Forgive me, just for a moment. Martha, I saw you beckoning from the window. What is it? The master asks you to come. What for? Isn't it enough that Lazarus is dead without making me walk abroad? Come to the tomb, Mary. The master's work isn't done yet. I am the resurrection, he said to me. I am the life, he said. Tomorrow I'll be comforted by thoughts of the resurrection. Today let me weep. Come, come quickly. The master is waiting. Mary's been gone for so long. Where could she have... Look, look, she's with Martha. And they're heading for the grave. Oh, they must have gone to mourn there. Without us? Hurry! It's our duty to be with them, even at the grave. Look, look, Mary, there he is, waiting. Oh, Master, Master, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Where have you laid him? There, in that tomb. Follow me and see. Mary, Martha... Don't you know how much I loved Lazarus? Yes, Lord. And he loved you more than life itself. Move the stone away from the tomb. No, Master. Master... Lazarus has been dead for four days. By now his body will be corrupt, and to breathe the air of corruption is dangerous. Didn't I tell you that if you believe in me, you would see the glory of God? Take away the stone. Help me, Andrew James. Master, don't go in. Father, thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the people here who will see this and know that you hear me, I thank you. Lazarus. Lazarus. Come forth. Oh. Look at him. He's alive. He's walking. Mary, Martha, unbind him. Set him free. Lazarus. 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 Oh, Lazarus, are you alive? Is it you? He's alive. Lazarus. Martha, Mary, I told you he'd come for me. I told you that he'd roll away the stone. Oh, Lazarus, my brother, my brother. Don't you know that in heaven they watch now? His time is near. Oh, Master, 
how I love you. As I love you, Lazarus, my brother, my son. It was all a trick. One of our informants saw it all. He had his friend Lazarus pretend to be sick and die, and he actually hid in a grave so Jesus could come and call him forth like a miracle. Of course, Caiaphas, all the neighbors swear that he was really dead, and everyone's believing it. If we don't do something, the whole world will believe in him. Until he is dead, all Israel is in peril. We've had a hundred false messiahs, but never one so dangerous as this. We have no choice. We have no choice. Even if we openly kill him with our own hands, we have no choice. It's better for one man to die than for a whole nation to perish because they stop believing in the law. As surely as I am high priest of Israel, it is the will of God that this man should die for the good of all men.